So today I want to share a concept that was super powerful to me when I learned it and how to deal with people who you feel kind of violate you or hurt you in ways that feel really personal. And it could be just a stranger or it could be somebody a bit closer to you. But there are those moments where you just feel like, why is this okay? Why does this person get to get away with this? And and making sense of it all in a way really quickly in the moment that can kind of pull us out of that and not allow that person to steal our happiness, to steal our peace is just an incredible, incredible skill to have. And so today in this really quick podcast, I'm going to share with you how I learned that and how I learned to do it so that you can do it too. And inshallah ta'ala, it can help us to keep a bit more of our um, our peace and have less stress. Let's go. Hello, Assalamu alaikum. Welcome back to the Mindful Muslim Speaks podcast. I'm your host, Mindful Muslim, coming to you twice a week on topics related to things that Muslim women deal with. Love, marriage, parenting, life hacks, life balance, all that good stuff. Learning how to live in a modern world without compromising our Islamic identity. So um, in the past couple of weeks, I've had a ton of DMs from women on different requests. And what I did or what I'm going to do today is I'm going to take kind of all the requests that somehow are related to something to do with dealing with people, people in our lives who we feel like don't respect our boundaries or they don't treat us the way that we feel like we want to be treated. And how can we still find happiness amidst dealing with all these people all over the world that we feel like, you know, whether it's you're driving in the highway or you're in a class or you're going to a regular place that you stop and eat at, or maybe it's an actual relationship that's within your home or your family. When we live with other people who we don't feel like completely see the world the way that we do or respect the way that we think things should go how do we deal with them where we can still keep our peace and that's what we're going to go into today now this was something that was actually suggested it's something i i learned a long time ago um through honestly making a lot of dua to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to show me the truth of things and how to fix things in my life i was going through a really really hard time where i felt like and and you guys have heard me talk about my divorce it was post-divorce where i felt like i didn't really have a, a grip on my emotions it's really hard when you're out there you're single mom um you know shout out to the single moms out there who are trying to make a really good life for their kids and are really worried about their future. You know, it's hard. So here I was in that situation begging Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for help. So I was able to learn this. But recently, there was a sister that I was talking to. Um, I can't say her name here because it was a private consultation call. But she um, brought my attention to this one doctor. I think his name is Dr. Pep. And he did um, a little couple minutes on rules. And I thought this is such a great thing to share with you guys because it was literally what I learned to do. But the way he kind of labeled it or talked about it was a very easy to learn quick way. And I thought it was really just great to share her on the podcast for women who are experiencing a lot of frustration in their life, but they're not really sure how to address it in relation to what you know I'm saying with family and friends. So here's the thing. Um, a lot of times the way that the human being is made up is that we tend to think that, you know, we have our own way of doing things 
and it makes perfect sense. And for whatever reason, as human beings, we think that we have a great approach and that other people should see things the way that we see them. That our rules are, you know, generally something that we see as good and the right and the good way to do it. It's not that there's no other way, but we kind of, you know, have our particular way. And when other people do things differently, it's really hard for us to not take things personally. So let me give you a perfect example. Um, I used to actually live in a dorm and I was in a dorm in college and I had two friends and one friend was um, extremely clean and she was just raised as soon as you do something you have to pick up right after and I had another friend because there was three of us within the the little mini dorm that she was just like look I'll pick it up when I get to it I don't have time right now it's really not the biggest deal I don't know what you're getting upset over and the two of them they didn't really deal with each other head on because they were trying to be polite but you could just sense the tension in the room whenever it came to like us eating as a group the two of them would just go at it and then that's me in the middle like oh you know like I was just taught to respect whatever space so I would like feel things out I had my you know way of approaching cleanliness but at the same time you know like I would say they were extreme polar opposites so each one would privately come and talk to me about their problem frustration of the other was almost like a bad marriage and then I'm like the friend on the outside that knows both of the, the spouses type of thing. We're all females, right? But at my, my point is it was really, really hard to deal with. Now, what I tried to explain to them that I failed at because I was like super young back then. I don't know, it was like 19, um, you know, was that, you know, everybody had their own way of doing things. But what I learned later on in life, like I said, post-divorce was that in life, we're all going to see things differently. And I had to master within myself how to be in spaces with other people who didn't see the world the way I saw it, didn't agree with me on everything, and to still coexist with them and not, you know, get to a place where I'm constantly frustrated. For example, another place is on the road. I'm driving um, and I'm from New York City. So the, the rage that is in people as they're driving, if you know, shout out to people in New York City, if you know what I'm talking about, it's just insane. Where if you go to something like North Carolina or like, you know, just a more like, like big long country road type, you know, living, um, there's really no need for all that aggression and short temper. But if you're in places that are like, you know, metropolises or just places where it's more congested, um, people have to fight for parking spaces, the anxiety is constantly high. And so it's really hard not to take it personal when you've been circling around the block for like 45 minutes, a spot finally opens up. You've clearly signaled it's clearly your spot and someone just zooms on in, takes it, you know, locks the car, walks out, doesn't even give you a thought. And you're there like steaming in the car, like, Hey, you know, like, how is that right in the world where I clearly waited? You came out of nowhere, stole it, didn't even care, didn't even make eye contact with me. So it's these types of life experiences. I think at some level, whether you're in college or a driver or not, that you've had, whether it was with strangers or your family. And at the end of the day, Islam, what it teaches us is that we have full control of our response. We do not have control over the world, right? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he has that control. But we are always going to have control of ourselves. In fact, the Quran is just repeated reminders of how to have control over ourselves. But 
it's often easier said than done. And here's the thing. When we pass and we meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we're not going to be asked about that person who harmed us. We're going to ask about our response to the harm. Now, it's really hard to have a good response. We all want to do it. But here's the thing. I told you there was this doctor and, and he had an easy way of explaining it. I thought that was really, really great. It allows you to think about a situation, pull out of it, and have kind of a calmer approach if you do it enough times and you practice and you have this idea in your mind. So the idea that he was explaining or the concept, which is very much what I had experienced and learned, like I said, post-divorce when I made du'a and I asked Allah to show me things, um, was that I had to understand, or you have to understand, we all have to understand, that there is no one right way to do everything. In our mind, we might have found that there's one way. I remember as a child, my mother and father going back and forth about how to do taxes. My mother was super into keeping like checkbooks. My mom was so organized. She wanted everything filed, everything, you know, added. Nobody balances checkbooks anymore, but back in the day, people really did that stuff a lot. And my father was just like, let's just write down the basics and keep it moving. And my mom was so frustrated that he was incompetent. And my father was so frustrated that my mother was over the top and extreme. So both of them in their own right would say like, hey, you know, the other person seems crazy or the other person seems like so inconsiderate to seeing my way as being the good way. But the truth is people just have different ways of doing things. Now, I have spent my life traveling the world. And as many of you heard of my podcast and I, I recently just came back from overseas, like literally two days ago. So um you know, what you learn is that when you're in different spaces, and I learned this also in college as I went um, and I, I took one of my degrees in anthropology, when you learn that there's not one way of doing things, that your way is not always the right way, not only does it not make you have ego, like kibr, right? We talk in Islam about like even having a mustard seed of kibr, of ego in this this way of my way is the right way and I'm the best and all that type of stuff. We don't think we're that way, but unconsciously there's a lot of that that happens. Um, then, you know, it just allows you to really be more compassionate with other people. The prophet, peace be upon him, you have to understand, he dealt with so many kinds of people, right? He has the ignorant Bedouin who's going to come in and just never, you know, had to do things anyway. He's very rough. He's very all about this rough, harsh environment. So his temperament is more rough and he would come up to the prophet rough. And then you'll have somebody else who is from a softer approach and he had to really feel people out and respond as he did. But one thing that is kind of the universal that I'm explaining here is that there are rules in the world and rules are good. Rules help us, but also rules help us um, in terms of respecting one another as long as we can see that there are different sets of rules. So for example, um, one way to not get frustrated when someone comes in and steals your parking spot is by pausing in that moment. Let me just get really specific here and how you can manage it. Pausing in that moment and going, okay, in my world, what makes sense is that that person, right, should have not done that to me. They should have seen that I was waiting and they should have even, if they had taken the spot accidentally, acknowledged it, maybe came out, said, sorry, I'll move. In my world, that is the rule. That is the way you manage that type of situation. But 
if I don't recognize that that other person is clearly living by a different set of rules, kind of like my roommates. One was raised, you pick up right away. One was raised, it's okay. Like it's not going anywhere. You could take your time whenever you get back to it. You want to do a couple other things, come return to it. That's okay. So they were each raised in a different way. They saw things, what is right or wrong in a different way. And it just is what it is. And at the end of the day, if I'm going to sit with my rules and think that my rules are superior, they're the better way, um, then I'm going to live in a lot of anger. That might be familiar to you right now. I'm going to live in constant frustration. I'm going to be like, people are so annoying, right? But here's the thing. Me feeling like my rules make sense and theirs don't. Theirs don't for cutting the line. There's like, I have to tell you, that's the one thing I experienced a lot when I was overseas in Saudi. My husband and I, ooh, I'm telling you, it's not just when you make Umrah or Hajj um, and people pushing. And by the way, just for the record, the pushers are usually, not always, but they're usually the old ladies. <laughs> and at first, they're violent pushers, right? And then you're just like, woo, like, where did that come from? And at first, it's really like, you feel like someone just punched you and walked away like it was nothing. And you feel like, wow, you know, that was like pretty intense. I, I, and you feel the anger swell, but then after a while by the, cause that's the way you come into the haram, right? But then after a while, when you're, when you're, when you're circling Kaaba and you get so used to getting pushed every once in a while. And I just said to my husband as we were like making tawaf probably the third time, I'm like, you know what? It's their rite of passage. They've lived on this earth probably three times more than I did. And at this point they're like, just get out of my way. <laughs> so, I was like, we came to a point where we just laughed about it. We were just like, may Allah bless them. They're, they're, they're too tough, you know? Alhamdulillah. Or I could have fumed, right? I could have been like, you know, who do they think there are? And I could have lost the rahmah, the barakah of the situation of the umrah I was trying to make. You get me? So what was the difference was my response. I said, you know what? And you know, it's hard because you're coming in a place from people all over the world. They cannot... We did not live the same way. Maybe in their world, it's okay to like push past someone and no one ever raised them any different. It doesn't mean it's personal. Like they weren't, see, that's the problem, right? We take it so personal. She shouldn't have done that. She did it on purpose. Do we know that? You see, the prophet, peace be upon him, taught us to to make 70 excuses. It it goes in perfect line with what I'm saying, with, with giving the other person the benefit of the doubt. And that's what Islam calls us to do. But we're like, no, 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 no. They did it on purpose. Well, here's the way to stop that reaction. Stop making it personal. Just because you had the thought that it was personal doesn't mean it was. No, no, no. You don't know. I know this person. Okay, let's pretend even you know them. Even they did it. Even it was on purpose. That's their set of rules. In their world, they can get away with that. That's what they believe. It doesn't have to be what you believe. But at the end of the day, right, we can agree to disagree. Isn't that what the surah says, right? right? Like you, to you be your way by the end of the surah and me be mine, right? So here's the thing. When we're dealing with perfect strangers, that's okay. When we're dealing with people you're going to see a lot, like family members and stuff, you might have to establish boundaries that's a little different because I know somebody's going to DM me and be like, I know you said that, but I have a family situation. So it is slightly different. But going back to my situation in Saudi, the other thing is I remember every morning we would get up in the hotel and we would go online. We go online to wait for breakfast. 
And there was always some people that would just like, you've been waiting online for 10 minutes just to get some eggs or something like that. Someone just grabs, excuse me, can I grab a plate? They grab the plate. You think they're going to just move on out the way, but no, they're going to grab the plate and just stand right in front of you, right at the front of the line. And you know, it's very interesting to people watch a little and see how everybody handles that situation. There was a guy also in the airplane um, on the way back and I was in a Turkish Airlines and there were children who were just, I don't know, they were just, nobody was watching them. They were just kind of running amok, cutting, like, so people are waiting for the bathroom. You know, it's hard in a plane for a long time. And the kids would just come up and cut everybody and they just run into the bathroom after you've been waiting for so long. And, you know, it's really hard. There's not too many bathrooms. And um, you could see where that would pose a problem, right? But this one guy, I was really impressed with him. He just had such patience. And then my daughter was online. And he was like, you know what? You want her to go to? Because at that point, he was just letting all the children go. And that was really kind of him because, you know, he didn't have to do that. But that's the thing. We're all in control of our response. We don't feel like we are, but we are. And so the way to control our response in a way that's helpful to get you to calm down, to get me to calm down. And this is what has helped me. And this is what the doctor explained so well was this. Situation happens, you stop and you say to yourself, they live by different rules. I could sit here and get upset about the fact that they're living by different rules and interacting with me on their terms. And I could take it super personal. I can get angry right now. Or I could just simply recognize that we don't live by the same rules. Let them do their way. I'll do my way. I'll drive away. Person cuts me off. I just breathe. They clearly, and I'm not judging, right? They're clearly raised a different way. They seem to think that was okay to do. Ya Allah, give me patience for that. And I keep it moving. I don't let that simmer and sit for the next 10 minutes of my driving to the point where I'm like, talking to myself in the mirror. If they were here, I would tell them this. You, you know there's people that do that, right? It might be you. And that's, that's the point where if we're doing that, we're just allowing them to steal our happiness. I want you to imagine that person drove away. They have no understanding that 10 minutes later, or maybe they do and they don't care because those are the rules they live by. It doesn't make it right or wrong. The goal here is this, to save our peace to stop allowing other people to steal it, which is what most of us are doing. Now, that's in a situation when you don't see somebody that's just like a one-time interaction, just let it go, okay? I'm, I can choose to not respond in a negative way. I could choose to just be like, that's who they are, this is who I am, walk away. Or, but what if it's a person that you regularly see that you have these issues with, you know, and they're disrespecting you? Well, if there are clear Islamic guidelines that say this is impermissible and this and that, then there are ways to obviously deal with those. And there's too many to mention here in the podcast, but generally, obviously, there's no abuse that should be sustained. There should be, you know, no way that you should allow certain people to deal with you or talk to you if it's a way that is just going to, to, to ruin you and your self-esteem in terms of like abusive situations. So I'm not referring to extreme situations like that. I'm talking to what most of us experience, which are daily frustrations, right? And usually with couples, there are solutions where you can just lay some boundaries and, you know, agree to disagree on some stuff and create compromise, which is what marriage is all about. But I just wanted to drop that today and just say rules. 
We don't all live by the same rules. And just because someone violates your rules, in your mind, that's what happened. It doesn't mean they did that. It just might mean that they're doing things in a way that makes sense to them. They think it's okay to cut. They think it's okay to be late all the time. They think, they think. It's in their mind where they are. And you just kind of get to this point yourself. You say, we don't live on the same terms. It's not personal. They're not trying to hurt me. And even if they were, once again, that's what they seem to think makes sense. And so let them be to their way and I'll be mine. I'm not going to allow it to steal my peace. So I thought that was a really powerful concept. If we could just step one, recognize what's really happening. Pull back. Don't get sucked in emotionally. When it starts to happen, you feel your heart beat and you sweat and you'll go, just be like, Bismillah, subhanAllah. Or you just say, like three times. And just say, Ya Allah, I realize this person has this. You can even talk it out with Allah. He's waiting. He's listening. But I said that was a really powerful concept. I wanted to share that with you. Um, it made all the worlds of difference to me when I needed to make sense of why some people are the way they are and why they dealt with me in such a way. But we could talk more about these things. In fact, we are in September and October, November. We're going to get into much more about our internal peace and kind of finding ways to center ourselves. So I really, really, obviously Islamically aligned. And so I really hope that was helpful for you. And just a reminder, because I think there's probably like a couple days left, um, I'm going to be doing a lot more of that stuff, but very specific to marriage and spouses and relationships inside of the Marriage Boost, which is open only a couple more days for registration. I'll make sure to drop the link down below. But other than that, I will see you after the weekend on Monday. I hope you have an awesome one. Assalamu alaikum, rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.